0: Hey folks, welcome to the Cyber Task Force podcast. This is the show about everything cyber, from embracing innovation to cybersecurity and everything in between. We can go from the very, very dark to the brightest of bright topics, so listener discretion is advised. This is your host, Paul Ware, and on this episode, I'm going to have a conversation with Miss Patricia cortez Ortiz, the Colombian ambassador to Ireland. We talk about a vast array of topics, from the stereotypes of Colombia to how they're giving way to a better understanding of an incredible country, with so much to offer from sustainable tourism to a rich, diverse culture. We also discuss some of the successful business and academic links that already exist between Ireland and Colombia and how others can follow in the footsteps of Declan Ryan, Viva Air and Dublin City University. So if that's something you're interested in, great. Keep listening.
1: This episode is sponsored by cyberprism.com. Cyberprism is an award-winning platform that allows you to measure and manage cyber risk in a really effective way. More about that later, and now on with our show.
0: fantastic so Patricia you're very welcome to our podcast today and one of the things uh, that I was I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about so many things with you as ambassador of Colombia and one of the first things I wanted to touch upon um was in your elevator pitch you described Colombia has transformed has transformed greatly in the last few decades I'd like to see stereotypes about Colombia give way to a further better understanding of my country can you please explain a bit more about what you mean about that?
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, and uh, actually this is this is really great that we start started this conversation about the transformation of Colombia. And uh, what we focus is like in the past, like Colombia in the last 20 years, Colombia is a country that has really focused in three main areas, how we not only grow in terms of the economics, but as well the social growth, the fight against poverty, but as well, and we've been always like, you know, very, very solid in terms of uh, uh, be open to business, sustainable, responsible business in being very like a stable macroeconomic policy. But we know that beyond numbers, what matters is people. So that's why fight against poverty is a plus. Um, of course, the, the part of the security in the last 20 years, and in particular in 2016, we signed an agreement with a, a, a former guerrilla a guerrilla group. So Colombia has transformed. I mean, you read the, the, the news from the last 20 years. I mean, in terms of security, we are no longer, I mean, we have, you know, a relative, uh, you know, yeah, security in terms of, you know, several similar standards to the ones of, uh, any place in 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 latin america as well in poverty we have decreased i mean at some point we have like 40 percent decrease we have decreased more than 10 percent that's very 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 important for us in terms of economic growth in actually in 2019 colombia was a country in latin america that grew like kind of the most as as well in terms of on the investment colombia actually was accepted as as oecd member last year and that's Exactly, says the type of trend on where we are and which we are, because we want we are working in implementing good practices and the best practices. Um, for us, we have an, a huge expansion of, uh, uh, or a huge yeah, an expansion of the middle class, which actually goes hands in hand when we talk about economics. For example, in Latin America, Colombia is one of the few countries that has more than 10 cities. I mean, we have the mayor, the capital cities, like over nearly 10 million inhabitants, but we have middle cities, like uh, for example, uh, 10 cities that have around 500,000 populations with a very important uh, growth of the middle class. And that's been an, an opportunity for everything in terms of, uh, of course, the access, to services and as well to education, and as well, of course, on, on the trade, on the investment. And um, tourism, for example, 20 years ago, even though we are the most biodiverse country in the world, and that is, of course, is perhaps would be great to have a little time to talk about this environment and biodiversity, uh, even though uh, 20 years ago, we have only 500,000 visitors because the security because of different areas. Last year, we have nearly 5 million visitors, visitors to Colombia. So those are just, uh, you know, just uh, at some information about this transformation. This, we currently, of course, we are facing the, the pandemic like all, all the countries in the world, but we have very responsible view that is, is not a, a race between health or economic growth. It's, Priorities held, but also we are providing the framework to have a recovery in terms of our economy. So that I, I will say that.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And you mentioned there about um, biodiversity and, and, and the... the tourism side of that I was reading recently about how that's grown and how really Colombia is at the top of the league table in the world in that space can you tell us a little bit about that and about tourism and 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 how unique Colombia is because one of the things that I've been um it's the standing beauty of Colombia the wildlife uh, everything that it has is just so unique in that unique part of the world that it is it's just amazing and even recently I'm a fan of of programs like Top Gear and uh, these guys you know they go visit and they they went uh, around Colombia as well and and you just see it in the background and it smashes the stereotypes of Colombia that we get from other TV programs which is let's be honest sometimes the only way people learn about our country but the more I've uncovered about Colombia the more fascinated I can't wait to go there Um, it's a it's just an amazing, beautiful country. Can you tell us more about that, about the environment and tourism?
2: Oh, yes, definitely. As I mentioned, we, we are really blessed in terms of, of having, you know, having a country, but also a huge responsibility in being like the most biodiverse country per square meters. I mean, in Colombia, is like some, for many people, it's like going to, let's say, four countries because you can get from the Caribbean to the high mountains, to the you know, Andean Range, which is very, very high mountains. We have also the desert to the north of the country. We have the Amazons. Actually, we are one of the five countries with Amazon. We have a responsibility there as well. We have huge plains that we are bordered with Venezuela. And also we have the Pacific. Colombia is the only country in South America that has both uh, coasts in the, of course, an ocean, like the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific. Uh, ocean and in the Atlantic Ocean is the Caribbean Sea. So that goes a lot, not that's in terms of geography that we are definitely blessed, but as well, is very rich in culture. Of course, that's why that made us to be very, very rich in culture, very diverse. I mean, in Colombia, we have you have an Afro population, our indigenous population, but most of us, we are like a mix of you know, like you know, the mix of this Spaniard to the king. But is, that has given us, like, to be very rich in terms of culture, tradition, and gastronomy, and of course, to have the idea also to be all the time very diverse and to also to respect us, to 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 be very conscious that we have to respect the the, the diversity. Diversity means not only about the places, but only about also about the people. So what we are doing, as I say, you 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 are right, we face a stereotype, unfortunately. Well, I think Ireland has faced that the stereotype as well, Absolutely. and you we have managed to do it well. But I think beyond that, what we have to do is not only to be responsible with our, you know, the biodiversity, the nature, you know, we are fully committed on the climate change. And uh, even though we have a very clean energy matrix, we have very high standards, you know, in reducing emissions. We are only currently only 0.4% of emissions, but we are committed by 2050 to be carbon neutral. So that's part of the responsibility. And in terms of tourism, actually, since a couple of years, and right now we are working very strongly to work in a sustainable tourism because Again, with with COVID, uh, reality is that the tourism. Uh, once we will be allowed to really travel, we have it will be a little bit different, I guess. And places like Colombia will be really even more more, you know, more treasure in terms that we have a huge nature, you know, like to be like an open space to outdoor activities mixing as well with, with the culture. So what we are doing is, for example, we are working with the World Tourism Association in a like a label on a, a biosecurity that we already have. Part of the incentives from the economic recuperation program of the government is actually not only uh, providing centers of terms of taxes, like free taxes for people that invest in tourism, but it's also a whole part of uh, training, for example, for the people that are involved in the tourism area to be like, you know, everyday on the more sustainable. So it's a component it's a component on education. On biosafety protocols, plus of course, plus access. So we are working heavily, and uh, actually, the current president, President Duque, he has said that. If uh, I mean, we have we have energy resources in terms of oil and so on, but more than perhaps thinking just in those traditional. As sectors, we have to really focus on tourism and given what we have. But again, is 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 based on a sustainable tourism. Actually, recently, uh, the there there was a a conversation between the European Union, you know, like uh, yeah, the European Union and uh, uh, Colombia and other countries in the region named the Pacific Alliance about the child, not the challenges, the opportunities of sustainable tourism. In Latin America, so those type of conversations are the ones that we are fully engaged. Are the work, of course, that we are fully promoting, and uh, and again, we we are so blessed. But it's not only that you can be very blessed, but we have to be way beyond is to facilitate, but be in a very responsible way. So I think the, the the next thing to me to say for me to say is that Paul, I really hope that you yourself. See all the what I'm describing in
0: your when you visit Colombia. No, absolutely. And and I love the um, there are so many comparisons between Ireland's background and, and Colombia. I mean, um, it, I, I, if we touch upon even the, the peace process, and I mean, I know that one of the concerns people have in generally is, is um, and not even so long ago in Ireland was they thought, oh, you go there, there's fighting everywhere, there's security issues. But transformation can happen so quickly. And I think with some of the recent decrees from President Duque's well that your company really feels like it's transforming very quickly and it's becoming that that you know a, a safe place culturally different interesting biodiverse winning all the awards that i could see in relation to tourism which is outstanding I- I itself um i mean is is that the, the sense of feeling there of pride within the country that it is transforming with with, with all the different generations yes
2: yes it's definitely is definitely that feeling and uh, what is great thing, for example, is that that feeling it's it's, it's been seen as well. By, for example, Irish investors, and uh, yeah. there is an important Irish investment in, in in Colombia. It's Murphy Kappa. It's been there for a while, and in in air, and renewable energies as well. But one particular one that I want to highlight is uh, in the airline in the aviation sector. Actually, the third most important airline in Colombia, its name is Biva Air. It's owned by Arlandia, and um, managing partner is Declan Ryan and other other. Founders and they have actually by and the model of uh, low cost, uh, actually, low cost, like a kind of the Ryanair. Perhaps they were the first one that produced that model in Colombia. Okay. And exactly their focus was because of the growth and the expansion of the middle class and the opportunities that within Colombia. You know, before, before it was very difficult even for Colombians for us to move from one area to another because we are blessed by our geography but also challenged by it because. You know, huge mountains, and sometimes the access is not easy. So I think, uh, for example, the presence of investors like Viva Air, that they have seen not only all the opportunities, but as well with the transformation, with the growth of the middle class, with the expansion of the interest of even their own Colombians to get to know more the countries and the different regions and the access. That's 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 amazing, and they ha- have also. For example, they are based in, not in Medellin, but close to, they are not based in, in the capital of Colombia. They are based in a, in a near the airport, in the most important airport in Medellin. So they really have seen, you know, the, the transformation of Medellin. Medellin at some point was named, unfortunately, like the most dangerous city in the world. And six years ago was named, nominated the most innovative uh, city in the world. That's by a fantastic. context of the World Street Journal. So they really have seen that they have opened a model. I mean, not only on the aviation, let's say sector, but also on the innovation, you know, to include all these new innovation partner on the talent. And I think many of the investors, that's not only for for by I think it's for general all the investment in Colombia. They see, you know, these two qualities, which is a huge potential, you know, like the right track, facing challenges, yes, of course, but also with a huge capacity in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colombians, we are really, how can I say, that's something that, I, I say not because I'm an ambassador, honestly, I say because uh, every time that I'm talking to, you know, to the clan or some people at the Kerry group, whatever, they say, well, we are really amazed for the interest of the talent in Colombia, of the not only the interest of people in the study but you know as well as how we are working on you know creation of that talent in which all the part of the digital agenda plays a huge role or, or perhaps the opposite. The education is the base on
0: that. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is something I, I heard recently from uh, an amazing guy, Professor Theo Lynn from Dublin City University, who actually went down uh, 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 by way of uh, Deccan Ryan to work with um, uh, students and so on in Colombia and help develop those skills and help develop even um, social marketing programs to market. Colombia and the cities out to the U.S. and and to broader context around the world and so on to promote the more positive image of what's going on in there. So it's really clever stuff and has that kind of collaboration. Um, if there was people listening to this podcast that wanted to find out ways to collaborate with Colombia, what's their best port call? Is there a, a trade mission as part of the embassy in Ireland or or how Always. does that work?
2: Yes, great question. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Two there are two things we are working very very. I don't say I don't think it's the words coordinated, but, you know, very closely with, the, of course, the Irish embassy in, in Bogota that opened two years ago as well. And I, I guess with Ireland and Colombia, we not only share values, but in terms of this relationship, we also share the interest of, you know, how to expand the, our economic and social opportunities. In there plays a role, of course, trade. We, we, we are working to get more trade from both ways. We already have a free trade, trade agreement between the European Union and, and Colombia. Um, trade is one. Investment is another one. So that's why, for example, actually in the last two years that both embassies have opened, we have seen five companies that they have opened offices, offices. And they are, you know, there's uh, in different areas, really, really different areas. So, and the the Irish Embassy actually they have, uh, you know, the investment network, Colombia Ireland investment network. Uh, the last one was like a month ago, and the Colombian Minister of Trade participated. It was in a virtual event, and from here the Minister of State uh, Robert Troy, and it was great listening to all the investors. I mean, people with interest in Colombia. You know, from the forestry sector and so on. That's the huge, huge part. And when we say economic, of course, tourism make part of that. The innovation. This is something that we are working in Colombia, but definitely we are trying to learn more from Ireland. I mean, this, for example, these models that you have developed here, the innovation, science working together, private sector, public sector, universities. That's something that we are. Trying to work in Colombia, we are not there yet. So I think those sharing lessons, our relationship is basically based on sharing lessons. So there are good lessons that we, I think we are both both sharing, but this is another area. Education is a priority. I mean, Ireland has identified Colombia as a priority in terms of third-level education. But it's not only about that. It's, It's definitely... How we make like universities to work together to expand not only that network and go beyond because it's is is again is 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 more than just bringing Colombians or taking Irish to study. It's definitely the links that through education goes in there. Yeah, so absolutely. even in areas on fintech, for example, my president is always asking mentioning Ireland is really an, you know excelling on fintech. We we try to have a conversation. Many of those I have to admit it are on sharing lessons. So those are definitely priorities. Uh, We are also, of course, Ireland is sharing, and we are sharing lessons on the peace implementation, and uh, and and, you know this. Another part is cooperation. You know, cooperation. For example, there is one very important area on agriculture example we have kind of mou between chagas your institution of yeah. technology and the equivalent institution in colombia so those type of areas in which again definitely the education is always most of the time based on that so this is what we are definitely strong is working together there is an actually an issue, let's say, but well, since I, I, perhaps I get the opportunity on, on, on to say here on the podcast. But uh, the Irish, the Foreign Affairs is, is is working on. We have we have we have listened that is working on that. There is a question of mobility, Irish uh, Ireland request visa, short visa to Colombia. In general, we Colombians, we don't require any visa to any Schengen country, but Ireland is different because of the common travel area. We understand that. I mean, the UK requests a visa, but, you know, there are ways to 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 work on flexibilization on that, and we are working very strongly on that. We hope that uh, the pandemic has not helped, of course, but we hope that 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 will facilitate it at some point because again those are kind of the restrictions. It's like you are bringing some people and people are thinking, okay, but you know visas again are limitations. But but those are are most of. And most of the things we're really working together and kind of in the same direction, which
0: is great. It's absolutely fantastic. And and, and they are important things because they are inhibitors to people doing business in, in a fast and furious way that a lot of innovation is done. If there's lots of bureaucracy around visas and things like this, they can often be disablers and, and things that will hold back trade. So it, it's great if things like that, and I'm speaking as an entrepreneur and somebody that's, you know, works around the world and so on. Though I know those things can be real inhibitors to somebody even moving into a market or, or building those links. And I I love that word links because it isn't just about collaboration, it's about a link that, that that's a permanent two-way process between two countries, two entities to share and help each other get stronger on, on, on both sides. And and everything that, that, that I've I've read about the uh the activities that are going on there is fantastic. It's going on between Ireland. It's great to see um Irish companies investing over over in Colombia and um and, and working there. And I've only heard positive things back um especially in relation to um the students um how, how clever um the people are how interested they are in digital transformation the it side of things as well um what are your thoughts on how that those collaborations those links could be made stronger with ireland what can people do that listen to this podcast uh, could they do to help make those links stronger
2: i think it's definitely for example to to work in, we, we have both uh, good institutionality, let's say, for example, in in, in Colombia, one of the priorities in terms of education for Colombia is, is the first sign that we have, it has the highest budget, for example, for 2021 in an education. This is, uh, a, a, that, that says, uh, uh, you know, a lot in, in terms of, of, um, of these uh, priorities. But there is a particular effort in in training on digital areas, for example. There is a program on, we hope by 2021 to train 100,000 Colombians in areas of, uh, you know, digital, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, cloud computing, Internet of Things. There has been already like private uh, companies like Cisco, for example. And we have an institution in Colombia named, a training institution named Sena. S-E-N-A, they they are not universities. They are training institutions, but they have presence all over Colombia. And um, and actually we are starting a conversation between SENA and kind of agencies here in which can, you know, kind of, uh, I don't say perhaps sharing a model, but, you know, like sometimes it's or, or they're virtually bringing people, connecting people or how to work on that. There is, uh, the, the, this is a concrete area, definitely. Educate uh, universities, it's, it's a lot of work. Actually, uh, a president, went, when he was, uh, Ryan McGrath, when he was president of DCU, yeah. he went to to Colombia and, and early this year before the, the pandemic. And I remember when I met with him on the way back, because I have met been with him before, he said, well, there is a, a particular institution that is... Um, Facilitate uh, the, you know, the, the for the Colombians to study abroad, you know, the type of uh, yeah, it's kind of loans. It's it's, it's name called Futuro. It's it's kind of private and public uh, institution, but of course under the regulation of the Ministry of Education. And uh, he said, I have never seen that such a very efficient scheme of uh, institution facilitating for uh, students to study abroad so those type of things we are we are working very heavily on that try to connect like universities we are a little bit lagged like, behind comparing to to ireland for example of centers of innovation this is an area that we are we have to develop more but recently we started a connection for example with science foundation ireland and our recently a created minister of science to, to try to work, let's say, on that. That's why I ended the sharing lessons. But if you just to make it perhaps more shorter answer is definitely through investment. Mm-hmm. Definitely through invest. We also hope to have Colombian investment in Ireland. You know, there is an important Colombian investment in European countries, yeah. not, not yet in Ireland. But this is something But it's definitely through investment through those type of partnerships when we talk about education, and when it's very specific on the, on the training on these digital you know, opportunities. And again, with our institutions, Colombia, when I was telling that Colombia is very diverse, this is also that we are, I'm not talking only about uh, Bogota, I'm talking about different cities, and of course a huge impact as well as our regions. Because that's our challenge in Colombia. We have, of course, some regions that don't have the development and they like have the main cities. And this has been always our, this is our big challenge. Actually, part of, perhaps I will mix the topics here, but the big focus on the peace implementation is actually to go to those territories that are really, really affected. And so when we are talking about, when we talk about education, it's way more than only Talking about the ten million inhabitants in Bogota.
0: Okay, so it's not the sort of mainstream, it's taking into account the those rural areas, that those areas that might be at different levels of maturity and ecosystems that are available to them. Exactly. The, the internet, exactly. even you know, those kind of things, I imagine. Yes. Uh, yes.
2: And as again, the government is facilitating currently, you know, for example, in the areas of entrepreneurship. and um, we have as as part of the investment scheme the 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 government has for companies that are for example in, in the exactly in the entrepreneurship they are they will be they will have like a six or seven no seven years uh with no income tax i mean free of tax as long as it's related to a creation of jobs so there are several investment uh, incentives yeah. On how to, you know, to promote that part of the entrepreneurship, the the ecosystem, because at the end of the day is how to facilitate the, the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And is there is there anything cyber specific um, activities that go on within um, Colombia that we might be aware of? Is there intelligence sharing between law enforcement in Colombia and Interpol, uh, or even Europol in Europe? Um, is there uh, any academic activities or initiatives that you'd like to bring to our attention around the area of cybersecurity itself? Because I I know you probably have a wider view of digital transformation, not maybe just specifically cybersecurity, but there's over 4 million open cybersecurity jobs in the world. And I imagine part of that is what Colombia wants to get for their, for their, for their uh, students and for their citizens as well.
2: Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I, I mean, the first, it was the first, I, I, again, as part of, of the priorities that we talk about the digital transformation is digital, of course, economy, digital trade, and digital security. And, and then cybersecurity, what we have done, well, we have. We, that's important because in our, we have of course national development plans and we recently uh, launched actually in July a national development plan on cybersecurity and the public policy on that cybersecurity. And that is cross-cutting of course, all the Colombian agencies and where uh, so it is it's to be implemented in all the countries. So that's kind of the maximum policy. And that's so, so important to, to have that. We, and for the next year, the government will introduce actually a, a law proposal, a draft law. On exactly what you were saying on the on cyber crimes and you know not only on the definition on cyber crimes but also to make sure that they will be under our system or only our system because this is part of international cooperation as well to be prosecuted and judicialized. So this is a there is a draft already that will be presented to Colombian Congress in 2021. We are of course part of the Budapest Treaty. I mean that was recently that we we put it into place at our... Uh, Which I have
0: to say, with embarrassment, Ireland is not. We yeah, yeah, I'm it. So you guys are ahead of us on the curve on that, and it's something yeah. I, I as, a, as an Irish man, I'm often very embarrassed about that That Ireland hasn't quite got there yet, for, and I don't know why, because it really sets the scene to, to work internationally and probably supports everything you're doing with OECD as well.
2: Yes, yes. And, uh, and, and of course, we are... Um, we are working a lot on on the part of, as I say, on the on the regulation. For example, we have in the European Union and Colombia, we are one of the areas that we are starting to work is digital agenda, because of course, the priority of the European Union, and and in cybersecurity, actually, there is a particular area of interest, and it's definitely we have this policy that I mentioned in July. 2020, that it was issued. But when we have that policy, there is also like a implementation work of initiatives on, uh, you know, like you, you develop further. So there is a particular initiative on the um, on, on the role of women on cybersecurity. That's very, 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 very specific, but I just mentioned to you because it's, it's part of what we are working or we are presenting to European Union as a whole and Colombian cybersecurity. Again, I, I say like companies, uh, i was actually reading like cisco for example mm-hmm. they 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 have presence in, in colombia and they they were doing a you know like a partnership with with the government working but i was most on the on the again on the education part sure yeah sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah but they've we have programs. of
2: course uh, i guess uh, i i i guess no of course the the main focus is that is the regulation to facilitate then to have the national policy and now into the international framework but of course there is a lot of room i guess mm. on when we are implementing it all that how, how to work because we know that is 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 basic that, as you say it's not only in terms of jobs in terms of opportunities and it's in terms of of the reality that uh, that we face in in, in this world of the cybersecurity.
0: Absolutely, and I mean th- I th- think that that approach is very clever. That that you know because it, you're you're taking on international best practice uh, and lining yourself up with it, with essentially what other countries are looking for as well, so they can work and cooperate and uh, um, interconnect w- with with organizations within um, Colombia itself. Partner interruption. As we have a quick word from our sponsor,
1: Cyberprism.com is a cloud-based platform that allows you to perform a cyber risk assessment across all or parts of your business including the supply chain. It is a faster, more efficient and a much more cost-effective way of performing assessments across your management framework. It is easy to use and the dashboards can be leveraged by the board to make informed decisions. It produces multiple regulatory reports including maturity roadmaps. The collaboration features allows global teams to manage cyber risks while maintaining social distancing. They can continually assess, mitigate and track performance on an ongoing basis. Remember, if you don't measure cyber risk, you can't manage it. Sign up now for your demo at cyberprism.com.
0: I mentioned there that, that there was, uh, you know, similarities between um, Ireland um, and Colombia as well. And we have a national uh, sport here called Hurley, which I'm sure you're well aware of. But, but you guys have a game called Teco. What, what, what exactly? Am I oh, that yeah, correctly? that's techo. great.
2: I know you really have done a very good research yeah. on, <laughs> on Colombia. <laughs> yeah, well, techo, it's is our, like... Uh, let's say national sport like the origin how can the very Colombian national sport is about uh I, I actually how can i describe that it's we don't have but i have to admit it in colombia everyone is crazy about soccer right soccer and cycling is like all the time Excellent. people but what people or most of colombians we know is tejo that is play like it could be in the backyard of your house or in the rural area or whatever and most of the time it's the mix of that mix of game play plus fun and you know so it's we have a big like a stone kind of a stone a big 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 one and the idea is that there is the, the target is the target is uh, I don't even know the the measurements i don't know how many meters that perhaps are see like four meters the target right. is somewhere there that you are supposed to hit something with that big stone so okay. there is a way to you throw it and in colombia we introduced that we put some like fireworks you know
0: okay so you
2: hit uh, <laughs> that target it will pop.
0: Right. (laughs) I can see the attraction to the game.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So there is a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 kind of really fun. There are, in particular, there is an area in Bogota in Boyaca, which people are really, you know, you see the campesinos with the ranas ponchos, and this is all Sundays they go to play that that tejo, of course, they mix with a lot of beer, and sure. aguardiente. that's why I say, Fire I may not say that it's like the hurling practice, sweating, not necessarily. Yeah. It's kind of really traditional way of have fun, yeah. uh, but most of the time mixing of the very social social framework. I, I, I think on these days of COVID, Tejo might not be even
0: possible because sure.
2: Tejo is all about to be in a social gathering
0: around other people and so on. Exactly, like yes. it's, Oof, it sounds yes. fun. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get to play it when I when I eventually get to Colombia. Um, and um, another thing that 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 I'd come across is, and I'm I'm leading to a certain point with this, but but um, age is very important in Colombia, uh, and uh, people respected based on their age. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and, and culture and so on? Because it's not necessarily uh, the way it is across Europe in a lot of countries. It's just people are almost um, uh, commoditized into just, well, every person's a human. They're, they're taken on face value, but not on their age. There's, there's no respect that automatically goes along with age. And I think one of the things that on reading and studying about Colombia that, that I think attracts me to it is the fact that it is different. It, it it hasn't just become commercial commercialized and and just like another state of america or another london or another whatever just starbucks and everything all the same everywhere it has a unique culture and everything i think that's what makes it very attractive certainly to me uh, that 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 it still has an essence of its own unique identity um and and is that is that an aspect of of, of colombian people um and then respecting age and 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 people in the community based on their age
2: yes i, I think it's part of a very strong uh, let's say tradition for us is uh, family we are very family oriented and i i find that it's kind of common as well with ireland we are yeah. we are really really family oriented and when we comes to be family oriented of course as as people grow in particular you you see you mean age our parents and grandparents yeah. so we 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 have, it, of course, this has changed a little bit because of the reality of the global world. But I think in general in Colombia, we always have the mentality like, you know, our parents did everything that they could for, to give us education because we are always like this. We are kind of raised like I do all possible efforts for my children to be educated. And of course, my grand grandparents did Whatever they, must, they could do for for their own parents as well. So in a way, is most of the times we have a lot of gratitude. You know, there is a yeah. lot of sense of of gratitude and, and respect for 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 the people as they age. Now we have actually a population that is becoming yeah you know older, like yeah. older, and that's kind of new in Colombia. And uh, and uh, and but uh, we I think in generally speaking, we always value it's, it's the relationship between family and gratitude, and a lot of the efforts that our parents and our grand grandparents and they they did for that. As as the population uh, is growing, the you know population, age population is growing. There is been an expansion actually on community services. We have something in Colombia that is called oh, I don't know how to translate that casa compensación. I don't know. It's kind of community services, mm-hmm. but it's more related to the. For example, the health services, they provide health, but they also have one part of community services. And there has been an increased expansion on those type of services for, for people because mm-hmm. in Colombian mindset, still most of the people, parents, all they not necessarily live by themselves. They live with any relative. Okay, that has been, That's been changing. I have to admit it. That's, it's been a change. Uh, but it's, it's most of the time regarding those those links. I, I don't know if I answered correctly your question. Or no, you, you did. Time. I mean,
0: it's it's really just that thing that that um, I I I mean, when I was probably thirty years ago, I, I first went to Russia and um, I was. Uh, I, I, it, the, the cultural impact of going to somewhere so different, um, then was amazing to see. But then when you go on decades later, it's just, you feel like you could be in America or London and a lot of things get diluted, um, from, from a country. Um, and that's why I think, you know, Columbia still has its essence oh, yeah. of its own identity and, and it's rich in heritage and everything else like that. And I think that that is becoming more and more unique around the world as, as consumerization yes. just flattens everything and makes everything looks the same. A Starbucks everywhere, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that I think it's fantastic to still be able to, to, to visit, um, uh countries that are so unique and, and so beautiful and then the people oh, yeah. as well yeah. and i think that's really important to understand that it's not just another country and another place it is very very unique and, and very oh very
2: yes and um, yeah and that's actually the the true value most of the times so and yeah. we do enjoy it. even in our coffee culture for example you oh, know, that Colombia coffee. we <laughs> yeah,
0: Talk to me about coffee. I love coffee.
2: <laughs> I hope you have all the time a good Colombian coffee. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually another story of so many families. Five hundred thousand families depend on the coffee culture, and this is is that is a very, very family oriented. It's, because coffee, everything behind coffee is not really sophisticated. It's nearly everything is doing artisanal. Okay. So it's really incredible, as I say, it's 500,000 families that are actually, for example, part. Of, they are part of the Federic of the uh, Colombian. Coffee Federation but it, it is amazing everything that is all the work around that
0: so so tell me Patricia you're, you're also a nutritionist as well um, yes. if I was to go to uh, Colombia and I was visiting Bogota or Cartagena um, what what are the first few things I should try to eat um, so that I feel part of the culture and I feel hey listen definitely coffee is going to be there and, I, and I'm going to taste coffee from the source right but what other kind of foods would you recommend that people try oh
2: yeah well uh, it, I think I recommend one the very famous ahiaco, which is a soup uh, ajiaco is a, that one is perhaps more for the uh, let's say the middle of Colombia not necessarily the Caribbean coast so let me go perhaps by regions because since we sure. are very different in regions if I go Bogota Medellin or even Cali I would definitely ask for an ajiaco Ahiaco is a soup that is made of potato actually I have done it here because you have very good potatoes here yeah. So it's a mix of potatoes, but it's a particular one that is just, I guess, produced in Colombia. That is very, very yellow and makes very, very thick. With the the substance, let's say, is chicken or even hen in the yeah. little towns. Is I mean, in the in the the farms could be like people or the campesinos, a hen. You know the flavor. So it's chicken, uh, uh, the potato. We add an herb that is called huascas, that is produced okay. in Colombia. But you know, the other day, uh, an Irish guy sent me huascas, the original okay. one. And he said, I went to Colombia and I brought this and I'm growing it. So please, if you want to try it, I could do it. I think it's because of the weather because that was okay. during the summertime. And this is a thick soup. That is very traditional from our origins, from our indigenous, and we mix, with capers, so that's more of the Spaniards. Okay. When you serve, you put the soup of ajiaco plus capers plus uh, milk cream and uh, plus avocado. So it's a very hearty. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's for lunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good for a hangover. <laughs> It I, I mean, the
2: flavor is a lot of, you know, that type of work. That's, that's definitely one that you try. If you go to Medellin, for example, if you happen to visit Biva Air or Declan or, yeah. you know, those Biva Labs, you have to have something huge. That that's kind of uh, the Irish breakfast, but the, twice the content okay. because it's called bandeja paisa. So it's like a plate. Paisa, the Medellin people are called paisas. Okay. They are called like that. So it's a huge plate. It has, um, well, it, it has actually pork belly. It's a plate with rice, fried plantains. I don't know if you have tried fried plantains. No. Well, it's not delicious. But anyway, fr- uh, rice, fried plantains, as a small piece of, let's say, T bone steak, uh, I mean, meat. You have uh, pork belly. Yeah. You know, like chicharron, very it. crunchy pork yeah. belly and bread beans, the colombian ones which are big. Okay. And then you put on top of that uh, a piece of uh, fried egg, an arepa which is a dough, and avocado. So that one is like the lunch for today. Wow. <laughs> it's big. I'm on way. <laughs> That's, That's a- very 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 big. But as you go that uh, let's say for example to the Caribbean coast, of course there is all the You know, there are also like traditional soups on more on the lobsters or shrimps, same things like that. Or there is another dish named tamal, which is covered with the plantain leaves. So those are, uh, you know, the other day we did an event actually a gastronomy event here on was funny. Well, not funny. It was virtual, but we managed to have to bring all the ingredients and it was it was targeted to the chefs here and some people on the media that we did it a month and a half and it was of course uh, you know a colombian chefs previously we did the they, they sent the recipe on video and everything we sent the recipe and we sent all the ingredients and then we did an online event and people like my and, and we we partner with larousse you know larousse yeah. larousse yeah. is a company that they distribute like food for
0: yeah, you
2: know yeah absolutely we partnered with uh, with uh, uh, with david is uh, I, I don't know i forgot his name i was really really amazing of course those, it was not those big big the menu was like uh, an entrance was a ceviche made of trout okay. trout is a type of fish yeah that because of that event we start exporting trout so we are so happy
0: I hate it. yeah funny
2: and uh, and the main was uh was a uh, lamp lamp rack lamps but it was amazon and pacific cuisine so it was nothing of what i described because it was with a lot of the amazon ingredients no. it was very interesting to buy i didn't need, we didn't we didn't get because i think many people enjoy this event because they cook with the recipe, and then many of them join, and then we talk about, and the focus of the conversation was not necessarily, was about gastronomy, but about sustainable ingredients, because this is what we are working very, very heavily in how to make sustainable ingredients, and many of the ingredients that people, not only peasants, you know, local people use, local produce.
0: So, so it, it, I mean, to me that 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 conversation there, that segment was just shows how diverse club is, even just on the on the food types that are available. You know, bringing in the the, the Caribbean and th-
2: the fruits. I forgot to say the fruits are three hundred fifty six. I mean, all year long, all type of fruits
0: available, fresh fruits fantastic i mean it, it just shows how diverse everything is there and and also it, what i'm picking up on is the fact that we've talked about um you, you know uh, looking at best practice in, in other countries about how to do things right but also probably looking at how people get things wrong um and by focusing on sustainable and focusing on organic and so on like that and being able to 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 take care of the planet and, and take on that responsibility which is so important as well especially uh, uh, based on on, on where colombia is um uh, with, with the amazon so on, so so you you were essentially um, the first resident or are the first uh, resident Colombian ambassador to Ireland, and went to meet um, President Higgins. What was that like? Was uh, that that moment in going in and realizing that that you had achieved uh, something like that?
2: Oh yeah, it was actually a great. Uh, of course, I am a foreign service officer. Um, I mean, I've been working at the Colombian Ministry for Affairs for twenty five years. And it's, it's been really like a huge, huge honor. Of course, not only is the honor and being kind of blessed by by this opportunity, because I, I strongly feel, and as I say, that um, being here posted, when you got the opportunity to open an embassy, of course, there are challenges, even starting with opening a bank account but as well is there are the opportunities of thinking of based on your priorities what you can how can you really impact and we are always thinking in my team we are a very small team and my deputy is a very young guy very energetic and he is full of ideas all the time but very focused so it's actually how to kind of to make uh, like to make a difference not only in terms of presence because already being here is a difference but also everyday work on how to, you know, to transmit, to convey the, this message of what is Colombia. When I had the opportunity to present my credentials to to President Higgins, who I fully admire, is, actually he has been in Colombia like three times already. Wow. Yeah, he went he went as president in 2017, but before that he went like in 2017, 15 something to very difficult areas in mm. Colombia to the Choco, which are like the poorest area. I mean, he saw the you know, very uh, let's say the the rural, the deep Colombia, not only the nine cities, but as well on the deep, deep, deep oh, Colombia.
0: He's a great man. And
2: when we talk, he, he he always prays, you know, how you know, in his human capacity, all this, uh. Is an academic and he always talked about like when he, he always, most of the times when I meet him with him, he say that when he wasn't studying in the States at that point was that model of the development in Latin America. But always was kind of not confrontational, but also the importance of you know the value of the rural people, of the role of the diverse people, of the Afro community and the most vulnerable. So I have had the opportunity to 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 meet with him or to be with meetings with him. When, of course, when I presented the credentials, which I feel so honored, but also like three occasions when my minister of foreign affairs came actually for the first time in mm-hmm. 20 years of relationship, he came here. So we met with him when the high counselor in Colombia in charge of the peace implementation, he came, he also met with President Higgins. and was a wonderful conversation during which President Higgins highlighted actually the role of women. And okay. there were a lot of strong conversation about women affected by conflict, how they really, you know, the empowerment of women really are working. Right. Because the agreement is really focused on, as a, a very strong focus on gender. And uh, that I remember those three, three or even perhaps other conversation, but always he, I think he highly regard Latin America in general as the region, Colombia in particular, and he's really knowledgeable of course on the on on no, 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 our history. He speaks a little Spanish and oh, every yeah. time he referenced, of course, on the uh, Garcia Marquez, you know, our Nobel uh, laureate. And it's really amazing. And I feel again, it's only honor with a huge responsibility because again, what we wanted to do is everyday focusing how better engage with not only government, with of course with my colleagues, at the international community, with people, with universities, uh, the NGOs, with local people. You know, it, this is our job. So it's everyday job. Even though with the pandemic, we have tried to say, well, there's nothing to do. We gotta work on a virtual. That's why we did a gastronomy event with ingredients we did like three copings with coffee bringing as well the coffee and uh, we have had a couple of well actually like six events from let's say from the from the for example birds you know that Colombia is a country that has more than 2,000 species of
0: birds so Columbia you're a bird watcher Colombia is. is a place to go yeah, because, I mean, the Condor is, is in Colombia, isn't it? Yes. As well, up in the high in the mountains. Yeah,
2: so we did actually a wonderful event of, of a guy at Colombia and he has a team in the UK as well, on bird watching. Because at the end of the day, we, we face this reality, so how do we make the best of it? And this is where That's we are. So we're really blessed, and... With challenges, yes, but uh, moving ahead and. Yeah.
0: And do you think President-elect Biden is going to be good for Colombia?
2: Well, I can't answer that because first of all, I am a Colombian ambassador to Ireland. I, I can't. I can't. I can't talk about politics in Ireland. Even less about politics in other countries
1: what what I, but
2: what we have to say is I mean is that actually I was director for the Americas before coming here and I've been posted in the us for in a Washington, while yeah and uh, but but Colombia and the us we have had a really a strategic relationship that is been has two characteristics is bipartisan and is from both the 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 house and the and the the house and the Senate. So, and the bipartisan relationship is key. I mean, since since Clinton, there was a, at that time, Colombia was really in bad situation. This is part of our transformation, let's say. Even some scholars in the U.S. named Colombia's on the brink, things like that. Yeah. And it was key, the role on, on the U.S. incorporation, something named Plan Colombia and strengthening not only armed forces, but as well on the social programs. And that's, Plan Colombia is been through democratic um, uh, governments, republicans, Bush, all all the governments. So this is the only thing I say. But I say even though, as a of course not as a Colombian ambassador to Ireland, mm-hmm. is more as a president of Colombia has highlighted how. Important is the bipartisan and bicameral relationship. Of
0: course, yeah. and, and uh, Colombia has a what, a two hundred year old democracy there as well. So I mean, you you guys know exactly what you're talking about um, in 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 that space. Um, I mean, look, it, it's been fascinating talking to you. I mean, one of the things is uh, that I came across that I that I was amused at is Ireland is known as the Emerald Isle, but but uh, uh, Colombia is also one of the the leading exporters of emeralds in the world. I mean, is there anything Colombia doesn't have? It's all those natural resources? It's just got. So much, um, going for it. Um, it, it's somewhere I'm certainly fascinated to visit and, and hopefully to, to build some working relationships there as well and, and follow on the tracks of people like Viva Air, er, Landia, Kerry Group and, and others that are doing that as well. And of course, facilitate, um, on this side, anything we can do to, to help Colombian businesses and individuals, uh, with educational work opportunities, um, in, in Ireland and Europe as well. But the, the, it's at this stage of the, uh, podcast, Patricia, that I, I like to call it Turn the Table, Turn the Table, or I, I asked the guest to ask me a question about anything that they like. Um, so would you like to ask me a question?
2: Oh, yes. Perhaps the question is, uh, for example, the way that uh, it is it, fascinating how I was reading actually about this, you know, your, your organization. And it's fascinating how from your perspective as well in using this, you know, podcast with different people with different background. Yeah. So perhaps my question is more not not intimate, but no, it's not intimate, but it's more personal. How did it come? Like you're bringing in, you know, that, that that would be it, it's amazing. I was reading with the, you know another chapters of you know your people that you have interviewed, and it's really amazing.
0: Perhaps I like that. You may think
2: from the very bureaucratic way that you you are in the cyber, you are very focused on on the it, business it, side that so it's exactly
0: and i mean i think that that was part of the of the if you like the mission of this podcast was um i i i generally start a lot of presentations with a point that i talk about which is the fact that we live in two worlds we live in the real physical world we have borders you know best back to Westphalian and we have laws we have social norms there's consequences if people commit crimes and so on but we also live in another world which is a cyber world and that cyber world there are essentially no borders um, there's very little attribution there's very little um, consequences to being a criminal or being a malfactor or a bad actor in any way so mm-hmm. I'm talking about predators terrorists criminals all all that but the fact is our two worlds are interconnected and they're interdependent on each other so in this information economy um, and the way we communicate now the way we 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 all get by is all over technology, and the future is going to be even more dependent on AI, on um, uh, machine learning, all yeah. of these kind of things as well. So I, I, I thought that this podcast was a great way to. Um, illustrate and shine a light on the connections between the real physical world I mean tourism is going to be dependent on technology technology mm-hmm. it, it, it is it needs to be supported so that it, you know it's it's free from risk it enshrines people's privacy when their details have been given over all those kinds of things and I find that there's an opportunity to pepper throughout a conversation with anybody in any role the the need for um uh, cyber risk controls the knowledge of cyber security even some of the things we talked about today between the fact that as your country um, the ecosystem around internet technology grows that will attract um, cyber, what I call cyber evil, that will attract people that think well maybe I can harbour and work out of Colombia, and maybe I can uh, uh, run my criminal operations out of there or whatever. But the fact that you're actually putting in the right kind of laws, legislation and so on means that that will be not attractive to cyber criminals and they will stay being in, in other nation states uh, such as Russia and they'll work out of China and other areas. But but I know within South America there has been countries that have been very comfortable uh, for cyber criminals to operate out of. So it's great to see Colombia actually just getting ahead of all of that and making sure those laws and so on, are there. So I, I found that these podcasts were just a natural progression of a way to communicate those kind of messages on a more interesting way that I think. The, the challenge humans have is we pigeonhole things so we go ah that's a cyber guy i, I don't want to talk about technical yeah. stuff or whatever and that's what was so refreshing and great that that you you accepted my invitation to come on the podcast with no fear because i know you're not a technologist i know you're <laughs> you're, you're not a geek as, as we say in relation to all this kind of stuff but but it was just great to be able to um you know talk to you about the real things in life the real challenges that you have representing a country i can feel your passion over zoom how Proud you are of your country. Uh, you've made it so interesting uh, for anybody who's listening to this that they'll all want to visit Colombia if not for the food, for the wildlife, for the <laughs> biodiversity, for the tourism and everything else like that. So um, I think you, 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 you are making a difference. You said you know about you start day one you want to make an impact but you obviously are making that huge impact and um, it's coming across in, in spades to me about um, the, 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 the passion and uh, the opportunities that lie in Colombia for entrepreneurs, for education, for for people that want to travel for bird watchers for foodies it doesn't matter it's all there there's so much there um and in the world we live in we're dependent on cyber and we're dependent on technology and so it yes. is an important piece of everything so it's important that it's brought up in conversation around those kind of things Mm -hmm. and um, so I would thank you so much for your time today on the podcast I've really enjoyed our conversation Uh, I hope it's not a last I hope we meet in the real world as well Oh yeah it's cool uh, I
2: really do Patricia
0: and um, I can't wait to go to to, to Columbia and as I say um, to further the work of people who are um, uh, leading the way there um, like Professor Theo Lin, like Declan Ryan, uh, like these people who who are already establishing those relationships and making Mm -hmm. it easier for other businesses to to follow and other educators and academics to follow in their footsteps. Um, it seems that to me, and it sounds like the door is open in Colombia. Um, exactly. anybody in Ireland that wants to um, try and do some business or do something with Columbia, I presume mm-hmm. they contact your embassy and and, and, and they, they, they can work through that way in the trade mission and so on. Um, so it just leads me to wish you a happy Christmas. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really All great. Right.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank you, Paul, for the invitation. I've been really, really enjoying this this conversation and we hope actually to continue where we we'll physically, I mean, in presence and happy Christmas and the best in 2021 and looking forward to keeping contact with you. Absolutely. And perhaps, you know, you never know on those collaborations of what we are working. So
0: it's really great. Well, listen, I, I look forward to reaching out in the new year and hopefully we, we'll take from there maybe even a follow-on podcast to exactly. talk about some cyber initiative we're doing in Colombia.
2: That would be great. <laughs>
0: Fantastic.
2: Thank you. Again. All right. You. Okay. Bye, Paul. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Cyber Task Force podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and perhaps share it with a friend or colleague. We welcome your reviews, feedback, and ideas. We have many more interesting episodes planned, so subscribe now and don't miss out. For more information, visit icttf.org. That's icttf.org.
1: This episode was brought to you by cyberprism.com remember, you can find out more about how Cyberprism can help you measure and manage cyber risk by signing up for a demo at cyberprism.com. By visiting cyberprism.com, you can find out more about the benefits, download the brochure, watch demo videos, and even request a live demonstration with one of our experts.